What's up, everybody? Another episode of The Straight Cut coming to you from West End Cigars inside the Members Lounge. I am Aaron, and as you can tell, Mark is not here. So we are doing a little bit different stuff tonight. Mark was busy doing schoolwork. Our other guest, um, he couldn't make it back up into town in time. So on the fly today, uh, I, 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 I threw an audible out there. I, uh, I talked to Mo, my wife, which all y'all know, and she is sitting with us right now. And we're going to do something called the, and it's something I talked about uh, earlier in the year. It's going to be kind of like a relationship card building questions, funny, light, heavy, deep, a little bit of everything. Um, but we're just going to throw, I, I just, I literally threw this at her today around lunchtime I was the last resort, <laughs> she, and the, I'm here, and we're going to do this, so gonna, <laughs> if, if everyone's ready for a boring time, buckle up. Yeah, so she was like, is there nobody else? I was like, baby, you, you, you're, the, you're my third choice. <laughs> I'm still holding out hope that there's someone. Someone's going to text you. They're available. Someone's going to walk in. Yeah, we're yeah. just going to roll with it. So I've seen, I, I saw this on Instagram a couple months ago, and it's called uh, The And uh, the skin deep share humanity. Um, but it's a card game, kind of like what we do with million dollars, but, but I'll read the card uh, that comes with it. We are the skin deep an Emmy award-winning creative studio that explores human connection amidst a constantly growing digital landscape. Our purpose to offer experiences that deepen relationships, stimulate conversation and spark exploration of our humanity against an ever changing backdrop of the world around us. So what we did is it comes with a pack of what 200 cards or so. They range from um like just a little bit of everything. I didn't even read them all. Um but they range from like a whole bunch of different topics, I guess you could say, right? Right. Um so I chose six or so. How many did you choose? Oof. About... Good Lord, you picked up like a handful. <laughs> I didn't know how many you chose. You can give me a number, one, two, three. Eight. Okay, we're not going to do them all, uh, but we're going to just like, so I'm going to ask her a question and she'll have to answer it honestly. Oh, shit. And then you're going to ask me the same thing and I'll answer it. So, I mean, the one thing that I told her when, when we started doing the show was I'm going to be an open book to the show. That's how you make the best content, I believe. I, I was kind of taken to the, the way of like Howard Stern, you know, how he just like everything's open creates the best content. There's no hiding behind the the veil. So this one, I don't know how it's going to be. It might be raw. It might be funny. I don't know what she chose. She doesn't know what I chose. I got a mixture of like a little bit of everything. Um, so it's going to be interesting, but we are smoking something that you enjoy because you are a cigar smoker as well. Kinda. So yeah, so we are smoking. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're, you're newer into the game, yeah. but you, you've come a long way just in the few years that you've been smoking with me. Uh, but we're doing the, uh, the, uh, Ashton Corona, just the classic Ashton. Um, super nice. Uh, we're doing an Ashton event right now where we're giving away a Traeger drill, a Traeger grill. Um, it's one of the bad things that I can't win it, but maybe you can win it. You don't work here technically, but I'm married to someone that works. I don't know. That's not fair. Is that a technicality? Yes. Uh, okay. Well, we'll see how it goes, but we are smoking that and we'll, touch on this later on we just lit a mump up see mine's i've been talking so much mine's actually gone out um so if that's the case why don't you go ahead and give me the first question then oh gosh we're doing it 
Let's do, we're doing it. Oh my goodness. So do you want to tell everybody who you, who you are, by the way, because everybody knows you as Mo. Do you want to just go by Mo? I'll just go by Mo. Okay. Because everybody knows you it, as Mo. The, the running joke is that everyone pronounces my name differently. I pronounce it Marielle. It's spelled M-A-R-I-E-L. My family pronounces it differently. Everybody does. Everyone butchers Mariel, the name. Marielle. Yeah, Marielle. Um, I had my homeroom teacher in seventh grade that called me Marnell. Um, <laughs> I'm going to start calling you that. I am known to the Democratic Party as Marcel. <laughs> I, I, I didn't know I married a little French guy. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I, I have this name, Mo, that I love so much from your father. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was a point where your dad wasn't sure if I really did like it or if I was just playing along, but mm-hmm. um, it's really endearing. It means a lot to me. And I think everyone here at the shop knows me as, as Mo. As Mo. Yeah. And so it's, it's weird. Like whenever, whenever I use your real name, it, it's weird. Yeah. He's like, it's either serious or like, I can't fucking find you in the store. <laughs> it's but it's like, whenever you call me Aaron, it's like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Let me start. Okay. By asking you the first question. Okay. And we both know that it may take some time to answer these. Okay. Okay. But we can't skip. Okay. Okay. Describe what you were like before we met. Oh, I feel like I was the same. Um, you say that a lot, but I don't know. But different. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> um, I, I, I dress the same. I listen to the same music. Um, I still have the same hobbies for the most part. Mm-hmm. I still do the same profession. Um, I feel like I was maybe a little bit more downtrodden and not as not as eager to I feel like my confidence was maybe down a little bit just because of my past relationship mm-hmm. um which everybody knows I was married for like fucking 13 years or so before I'm his favorite wife <laughs> I will say that out of all the wives you are my favorite um yeah I just I you give me you you give me a lot of confidence. You give me those attaboys, which we both don't really need or like. I don't think I've ever said attaboy. Well, but you know, what I, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like you you give me like you 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 drive me, yeah. which I do, I never I've never needed that, but it's it's nice to get. Oh yeah. Um. So I was I'll say I was I was a little more downtrodden back then, yeah. uh, than I am now. I feel. I mean, I'm. I don't exude confidence, but it just comes naturally to me. But it seems like it comes a little bit more naturally than it used to because, you know, I guess with a partner that you have, it it just comes more free-flowing. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. All right. Yeah. So do I have to answer the same question. Do, do you want Do you want to answer? Yeah. Okay. We can do it that way. How how is this thing played? Well, I mean, we're kind of making up our own rules okay. too. So yeah, okay, you you do you answer that as well. Okay, describe what I was like before we met. Uh, everything surrounded uh, my job, my my apartment, my things, and my place in 
yeah. that area, which is the Bay Area. And I felt like a, a big reason for me moving here was I felt like I was chasing the wrong things. So something was missing. Um, so I, I felt a little empty yeah. there, even though things were seemingly on the surface going really well for me. So before we met, are we talking about, so when you're talking about uh, feeling down, we're talking about immediately before we met each other, like the year before we yeah, met each other. Yeah, the year before, because you got to think like, I mean, in our 20s, yeah. I mean, you were at Cal at the time and I was married at the time. So that yeah. time it was, we were both. Oh, I was free loving, yeah, man. I, I mean, loved my 20s. I'm going to say, and I mean, in the, you, you are a Bay Area girl, like, I mean, you, you born and raised in LA, mm -hmm. but I've never met somebody that I take it back as much as I love Kansas city. And I associate myself with KC. Mm -hmm. You are the exact same as somebody who uh, like you love the Bay area. Mm -hmm. And I could see, I could, you know, I, now I'm some of my words like you, that's who you were. So in the twenties and in our twenties, we were, we were perfect in our eyes. We we're perfect. Yeah. But I'm saying like the two or three years before, yeah. like, let's say like 2013 to when we first met at 16. I, I feel like I was just coasting. I was just getting by. Yeah. Um, again, I was doing really well. I was getting promoted at work. Um, again, seemingly everything is going well, but mm. just feeling like something was missing. And I, I didn't know what that was. And at that time I was done with dating done. I was ready to be content being yeah. single, uh, in the Bay area. Bunch it, of cats. Well, no, <laughs> I effing hate cats. FYI. But, um, I, oh, I can't say that because then I'm going to make some enemies. Shoot. Trust me, I've made enemies by saying yeah. I don't like dogs. Whatever. There's more dog people than cat people. I'm yeah. a cat. Everybody knows I'm a cat guy. Yes, I know you're a cat guy. Um, <laughs> what was I saying? What was I talking about? The bay. About what? Okay, forget it. <laughs> okay, well, then pass we, that. Well, I think we're, that question is you know, how, how we were. Okay. But I think we. Yeah, we answered that. Yeah. One. Okay. Um, so that was your question. So I'll go with mine now. Um, what is slash was your greatest fear of getting married? Oh, this is getting real. Uh, permanence. So I have to kind of explain context there. Uh, growing up, like you said, I was born and raised in LA. We moved around a lot. And everything to me was temporary. The people you meet, the places you live was temporary. And it's very indicative of California where you meet people, you can go to a bar, know that you're going to have a great time with whomever you meet. And then never see them again. And never see them again, but be completely content with that. Yeah. And so there was this... Now, do you think that's an LA thing or just a big city? thing? I think it's a big city thing. Okay. I think anyone, I call it a transient state. So mm -hmm. people are coming in and out. Yeah. And so for me, that, that sense of things being temporary meant that I could 
leave at any time. Yeah. And I would say that's how I was in past relationships. I was always one foot in, one foot out. Hand always um, on the ripcord. <laughs> so it, it, the, the permanence of, um, same thing with buying a house. I mean, anything that was. It's the setting of the roots. It's, yeah. It's, it, yeah. Cause I, I moved here. I uprooted myself from a place that I made my home yeah. in Oakland. And I would say my heart beats for Oakland. Mm-hmm. Nothing couldn't get me to move mm-hmm. out of that, that city. Um, and then I met you. <laughs> <laughs> well, you gotta think, I mean, and there was a point where I almost moved to Oakland. Yeah, but we couldn't make it financially there for sure. But um, the just the thought that I moved here, I'm getting married here. Yeah. Even though what I'd been living here for what three years. Um, By that time, two and a half, three years before we got married. Yeah, yeah, because you we met in late sixteen. Yeah, got married in late late nineteen. Yeah, so even when I moved here, I still considered that. You know, this may not be the last place. Every single time I would talk about, you know, where I'm living now, um, you and I would talk openly about, you know, this may not not be the last place that we end up. Yeah, we're both big city people. We we might end up in KC. I knew that we would never go back to California because we can't. Just fucking expensive. Yeah, that's it. We can't. (laughs) Uh, Once you're out, you're out. But um, Dallas, you know, something else. Something else. And then so the permanence of... It, it scared me uh, uh, a lot, but what was comforting to me was that I had made my home here, you know, that I finally felt like this was, this is a good place to, to make my home. Yeah. I had made friends, um, met a lot of great people through you, through the West End Cigar Shop. Um, didn't didn't think that I would ever find community in a cigar shop because I was not a cigar smoker. I was mm-hmm. a cigarette smoker mm-hmm. and a two-pack-a-day cigarette smoker. Never thought that I would touch a cigar. And I would never think that I would – never thought that I would have come into the cigar lounge, sit with all these different men mm-hmm. – uh, don't know anything about them. <laughs> they don't know anything about me, but that my name is Mo yeah. or that people know me as Mo. Uh, but find commonalities and, and be interested in their stories and their, um, they be interested in me as well and my story and where I come from. And yeah. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, that, that's the thing that we've, I mean, Mark and I and everybody else who's ever been on the show, we, we, preach about that and talk about that all the time, whether it be like through the LCC discord or anybody that walks in these doors, like you're like, hell, we even have a sign up front. Like you're only strangers once, Mm -hmm. but like, I mean, people actually do have a general, like they really actually do care about how your day was or about, what's going on in your life or oh, yeah. about work and stuff like that. And, you, yeah. and in the cigar community, I mean, you got to think like how much, look, think, look how much money we, we raised for Fidel and Sarah's friend yeah. and for Ian's. Mm-hmm. I mean, just between those two, it was like $3,000 for people who they've never fucking met. Yeah. So when those 
it, it, it might be more, I don't know if it was more because they were engaging you because of me. I don't think so. I think they were engaging you because that's just what this community does. It made it easier. Yeah. I mean, it, it <laughs> to does. To connected it, to a guy who works here. Yeah. I mean, at least you got to think of me too, because you are entering into a man's world. Yeah. And that's one thing that we're hoping to change is to not make it so uncomfortable for sisters of the leaf, but yeah. also to make it not so uncomfortable for guys to like, all right, you, you know, this isn't a locker room shit anymore. It's like, you gotta, you know, watch your P's and Q's, but at the same time, like you'll fucking dish it out as yeah. good as anybody I know too. Yeah. So, so the, now mine, is that my, my turn? What, what was I, um, so what was my greatest fear of getting married? <clears throat> um, I didn't want to fuck up again. I was scared. Um, what happened to me? Um, I, f- I feel like I partially caused um, because I, w- I feel like I wasn't the best husband I could have been. And I, and I understand that that doesn't give her a free pass for doing what she did but I feel like I could have helped by being a better husband. Um, so I was, I still had that fear of fucking up and letting, not letting just anybody down, but letting you down because we've both been hurt before. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to have to be that one that does that. So, I mean, we, we're going to fucking fight. We're going to bicker at each other. Mm-hmm. But if I can strive to be better than I was, which I think I, I am. Um, but that I was, was my- I was supposed to agree right there. No, I mean, I, I am that my fear is, is causing pain like I did before, even though I, I don't know what I did before. I know that in the past marriage, um, like shit happened on her side and I wasn't there for that. And I do feel sorry for that because her dad died and I, and I just wasn't, I didn't know how to deal with that because my dad is still alive Mm -hmm. and I've never lost a parent. So I didn't know what I did. I did it the wrong way, plain and simple. And that, that probably pushed that probably helped open the door for leaving that helped pushing her away from me. But it's one of those things where as much as it fucking sucked, it's been the best thing probably for me, at least I, I can't attest to what for her is. I don't know, but for me, it was pain that I had to go through, but it's still a fear that I don't want to, cause that again. So I try to be like when we do fight, I used to be one where if me and her fought, I was out, I would be go. I just drive just to get away, alleviate situation. There's times and places for that now, but now it's like, I mean, you can test like, I'm like, I don't want to leave. I want to not, not so much fix it, but just say, I'm not leaving it doesn't have to be fixed hundred percent, but I just know what I've done before and I'm 
I don't want to do that again. Mm-hmm. So, for the record, you're the best husband. The best husband you've had. I've had, <laughs> and you're yeah. the, you're the best wife that I've had. <laughs> Confirmed. Uh, I will say you are even from the time that we met to now. You're a lot more um, communicative, a lot more open, um, yeah, a yeah. lot more patient yourself as well. But so am I, because in my past relationships, I was the one who ran. Yeah. So yeah. I get it. I mean, that's, yeah, I, I, yeah, I totally agree with that. Mm-hmm. All right, your turn. Okay, my turn. Mine are kind of like really uh, so I, do light. I, do I have the deep ones? I guess so. Okay. Uh, Maybe. Tell me about the first time we met. Okay, so this is where it's up for contentious because I believe we met earlier before than what you actually think we met. Mm -hmm. So I believe that we met at, which niece was it? Josephine. Was it Josephine's? So I believe we met at her christening, the night, the, the day of her christening. I was outside at the tattoo shop I worked at. We just got done, long ass day. One of our regulars that got tattooed brought up two bottles of moonshine. So we were me, um, Mike, uh, Dustin, a couple other people were out in the back drinking moonshine, throwing up a medicine ball in the pitch black, (laughs) trying to catch these motherfuckers. And then Will came up and had the whole family and everything. And he was talking about you the whole time because he, during that time he knew that I was having issues and stuff. And he would always be like, Oh, I have my sister-in-law, Mario, mm-hmm. you know, you really need Mario and just stuff like that. I'm like, okay, yeah, whatever. And then like, I saw you and I was half drunk and I still remember what you're wearing, but you swear that wasn't Tell you. Tell me what I was wearing. It was like kind of like a peach shirt dress kind of thing, had some design on it either flowers or skulls I is one of the two. I was drunk, but I, I, you were at the, I was at the back doorway of the, of his barbershop and you were at the front doorway at the, of the barbershop. So, I mean, there was probably 50 feet between us, but I remember seeing you. I'm like, okay, this is who you want me to meet. Okay. Okay. I don't recall ever owning a peach dress, so. but, but you were there. Yeah. I, I, I remember Going to the barbershop yeah. while we were there, because this was a time where, since it was a baptism, the whole family mm-hmm. flew out to, to be here. I mean, may, so maybe maybe the, the dress or what you were wearing was wrong, but I remember Will saying that okay. that's her. Okay. And then the second time was where we almost met was he wanted me to come over and measure something. Yeah, and I was sick. And you're sick because I okay. So I would come. So anyways, that that's when I first. That's what I believe is the first time we met. Okay, me drunk on moonshine, throwing up a medicine ball in the pitch black of night, and seeing and you for the first I time. I say that never happened. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, when for for me the day that we were supposed to meet, mm-hmm. I was here on one of my visits. So. This Arkansas, believe it or not, was my getaway from California. I would come and visit my sister and that's, her husband. That's what's funny. Like your vacation spot from California was Arkansas. It's, it's just, to me, it was very relaxing. Well, that's where home. I mean, your yeah, family. My sister is, yeah. and her, her, her son and um, new baby girl. And so for me, uh, just being around my sisters, yeah, 
definitely this was this was home for me. So I would come and visit maybe twice, twice a year, a year yeah. at least twice a year. And so this was one of my visits. You were going to come and uh, build or measure for their pantry. I was sick in bed. <laughs> yeah. And that whole time that you were here, I didn't know a thing about it because I was sleeping. <laughs> All I know is that when I woke up, my sister said, oh, he really wanted to meet you. <laughs> I feel like I feel like they bought a pantry just so we can meet. And then we never met, but they still bought the pantry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's, I guess they're stuck with this pantry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like I might owe them <laughs> on that. But, uh, so that was, but that, okay. So what was the first time we, I guess the first time we actually did meet was. I was here on another visit. So the first time you think we met, well, yeah. the first time you met me, I guess, was our first date. Yes. And so I had heard about you before on, on other visits. Cause my brother-in-law would ask me, do I like redheads? And I'm like, I don't have an opinion about redheads either way. Do you like chubby redheads? <laughs> so Husky. This one visit, uh, he, my brother-in-law suggested, you know, you maybe while you're here, maybe go out on a date or something mm-hmm. with this guy if he's available. And uh, I was there for a week, so I'm like, okay, whatever. It's not going to happen, so sure, why not? It's not going to happen, right? Mm-hmm. And so I remember uh, driving with my sister to go pick up her son from school, and we were waiting in that long line because, I don't know, it takes about four, <laughs> 40 hours to pick up your child now. So she, we were in that line, and my brother-in-law texts me and says, do you want to go out with Aaron tonight? I wish I still had those text messages, I but I, I don't have them. And immediately when I got that text – um, I felt pressured and then I got angry. Yeah. <laughs> I felt like I was being forced into saying yes, that, that pressure of, you know, yes or, or so no, from, now so or never. From my side, Will was like, hey, can you get her out of the house for a little bit? Because oh she's my. been stuck in the house for so long. And I'm like, that jerk. And I'm like, okay, cool. I was like, so this was when the Cubs were in the World Series. And I told him, I was like, I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm just going okay. to my favorite pub. <laughs> okay, let me tell you something. I'm just going to my favorite let pub to watch you, the World me, Series. Me, me, me. Because I would joke every single, because again, I would visit about twice a year. Uh-huh. And every single time my brother-in-law would try to introduce me to someone to get me to move here. And then I told him, I said, you got to stop that man, because people are going to think that I'm the most desperate woman in the world. Oh, your, your single sister-in-law, she's still single. <laughs> I mean, really after six years. And yes, I was still single and really loving it. But I, I was not even, even when I went on a date with you, I was, I was done with dating again. Yeah, yeah. I I did not want to date. Um, so in the car, got that text, and he asked, can I give your phone number to Aaron? And I'm talking to my sister. I'm like, what should I do? Should I just tell him no? I mean, and, I don't want to lead him and, on. I mean, she knew me, so. Yeah. And so she, I think said, that helped. she just said, just go. You know how sweet my sister is. Just just go. You're not doing anything anyway. And I went, fine. And so I texted Will. I said, okay, go ahead. And then you texted me. Like right after, and what you said was a a. Uh, there were grammatical errors, <laughs> grammatical and spelling errors. 
<laughs> which in my 20s was a red flag, buddy. So, <laughs> so I went, okay. And I read over that fucking thing like three times. <laughs> so I was like, okay. But the, the thing is, I don't want, I'm, get, I'm giving this impression that I was already pushing you away. But really where I was coming from is I was single. I was here visiting. I did not want to lead another, uh, like a guy on, mm-hmm. right? Um, if I go on a date with this guy, I, I don't, I never casually dated. Even in California, like I, I did not do that. Dating multiple people at, at one time. I never yeah. casually dated. And so if I was going to go on a date with someone, that meant that I was investing some time yeah. in that person. Yeah. So I was really worried about that. I did not want to and, leave. And plus knowing that we're 2,000 knowing, miles away. Knowing your history already. Yeah. So I said, fine, let's go. Let's do it. I'm here. There's no pressure He's not thinking that this is going to work out into anything. We're just going out, you know, enjoying each other's company, whatever. And so that day was, I went to the the hockey, the, you, the, skate, the skate. The stadium. Yeah. yeah. To see uh, like a performance. Bella. It or, was Bella. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, nieces, another niece, her, her performance. And the whole uh, setup was for me to meet you afterwards. Cause again, I wasn't going to skip a family thing yeah. for some dude. So <laughs> <laughs> to go to a bar, yeah, to go to a bar, to watch so, a baseball game. So I, I text you when we're done and, and we're at the house and you come pick me up and I walk out and there's this orange <laughs> truck. No lie. An orange truck truck and when i was younger my dad said never date a guy who owns a van or a truck and i don't know what it was about those things but my dad was very cautious about that but and you, I, what was funny because you even like after we after you climbed up into the top of the uh the truck you're like orange truck huh and i even was like yeah i i wanted black yeah. they, they didn't have yeah. it this was all they had yeah so <laughs> I go in there and I'm thinking, I don't know what I'm going to talk about with this guy. But immediately I got the sense that you were shy, that you were quiet. I, you were very quiet. I was nervous. Yeah. So you weren't, you weren't talking at all. And so I grew up excruciatingly shy. Couldn't pay me enough money mm-hmm. to, to speak to anybody. So I know what that feels like. And so when I see somebody who is even more shy and quiet, I you, tend to... Your, your, your beauty just struck me. Oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. <laughs> so I just... So I, I tend to come out of my shell a little bit more. Yeah. Because, uh, again, I know what that feels like. So I ended up talking the yeah. entire time. Yeah. And you thought that I was going to be quiet. Because that's, what, um, because that's what Will said. And also, let's tell everybody what the assumption was that you had that I didn't, that you thought I was going to have an accent. I thought you were going to have an accent. Because I never heard your sister talk that much. <laughs> so funny. You've known them longer than, but, than you know but me. I ne- but I never talked to her. I uh-huh. always talked to Will. I never really saw her. Uh-huh. So, yes, I expected you to have... A little bit of I'm an, Asian, by the way. A little bit of know. a little bit of an accent. Yeah. And then when you didn't, I'm like, oh, she just sounds like a, 
a Southern California girl. <laughs> so, but. so anyway, no, I didn't have an accent, and I was offended by that. <laughs> So I went, oh, okay. And then we go to... Have I told you I'm not good on first dates? Anyway, neither (laughs) am I. Neither am I. Um, So I'm talking the whole time. And I ask you, are we really... So you had already planned to go to a sports bar, which I thought... Not a sports bar. Well, that's how Will explained it to me. And I thought, uh, how is that going to be a good first date if we can't speak to each other? You know, yeah. I, I like to talk yeah. to to the person I'm with. So if I can't hear the person I'm with, that's to me, that's an annoying time. Yeah. So I suggested, let's go out and get something to eat. And you said, I call it um, half orange, but it's the big orange, right? Yeah, yeah big orange. Okay, I call it half orange because there's a half orange restaurant in, in, in Oakland. But uh so big, so big Orange is a burger place yeah. here. So we were going to go to Big Orange, but they were, closed. they were closed. And so we ended up going to Dugan's anyway. Because we, we didn't start our day until almost nine. Yeah, because you were um, late. And so we went up to Dugan's, and it was nice because we sat outside. Mm-hmm. There wasn't a big crowd there. No, they, um, they were all inside. So this was the game one or game two of when the Cubs were in the World Series. And we, we sat outside. I ordered a Guinness and you ordered the same thing. I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. And burgers. We had burgers and Guinness. And I talked the whole time. And you talked some. And then I talked more. And then you laughed a little. And that was it. (laughs) And then we went to, we went on a drive. And you took me to the the big 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 damn bridge. And when we were walking up, that's when you held my hand. Uh-huh. I was like, oh, that's cute. And we made it. I'll throw him a bone. Yeah. We made it about maybe 15, 20 feet onto the bridge. Onto the flat part. Um, yeah. And I went, oh, look. And there was a huge spider web right in front of you. And you freaked out because you don't like spiders. But once I saw that one spider web, I saw a thousand spider webs. So we said, F this, we're getting (laughs) out of here. And we just drove around a little bit. And then you dropped me off at home or my sister's house. Because by that time, it's probably what? 1130. Oh, yeah. Probably one in the morning by that time. And um, said our goodbyes. We had a nice time. And then we ended up seeing each other, what? Two days days later. later. Yep. Waffle House. I ordered steak. Yeah, <laughs> steak with raisin toast. <laughs> Fancy. <laughs> but I, I, I think I said I'd never been to Waffle House at that time, and That's I really was, yeah. wanted to yeah, go because you never because they don't have them out, yeah. out there. And, and uh, if there's one thing that I like, it's like a, a dirty, a good, greasy diner. Yeah, a greasy spoon. Yeah. yeah. Okay, it's your turn. All right, well, before we do that, let's talk about the cigar we're having a little oh, bit. Oh, yeah, we're smoking a cigar. So, so you are fairly newer into, I don't want to say real cigars, because you smoke, You, you when you started smoking cigars, you, you didn't get into like the flavored infused, which that's cool. I like them every once in a while, and you like them every once in a while too, but your main thing is you like the lighter ones, you like Connecticut's, you like- It's you, all that I can stomach you, right you now. You don't like Nicaraguan, so Nicaraguan tobacco- 
Like what was the one where I got sick? So that was the Perdomo uh, Habano, Connecticut, and that was because and Doug said that was the nicotine content. <clears throat> so it's a high prime rate. Yeah. So this is wrong. And so that one floored me. Yeah, it did. and we were all we were what two hours away from home yeah. at the time. Yeah, horrible time. Yeah, <laughs> but you like Dominican, so that's what we're having tonight is the the Ashton Classic Corona. It's easy to smoke. It is. It's creamy. It's nutty. Um, you know, this one will go great morning coffee. Mm-hmm. I always joke around that you drink coffee like you're going to go work in the coal mines. I do. I drink coffee like I'm a 17-year-old white girl. <laughs> um, but A quarter sh- cup of sugar. Oh, my God. Hey, Goodness. Don't hate it. Yeah. It's good. It's disgusting. My cafecito is nice. It? Well, yeah, if you like sweet coffees, it's okay. I do. Yeah. No, but this one's great. Um, I really like this one. I'm not the biggest Connecticut fans, but this is of the three or four Connecticut's I like, I enjoy. This was, this is on it. Um, and this size is nice too. It's, it's, um, you know, it's a Corona size. I, I love Corona size. I'm not a Churchill guy, but you like the smaller cigars as well. Yeah. Cause if it's any bigger than that, I ended up crunching the, you smoke you, you, so you're a wet, like, because I bite it. Yeah. Like you, you do, you have, cause like the, I like, I like it when it's a little flat mm-hmm. or what was that? Um, you like the box press. I don't, I don't know if it's the full box press. You like the soft box. Yes. Yeah. That where so it's you, a little flat. Yeah. It's a little easier to, to and, and you're a V cut. Yes. You, you like V cuts. And so you have a V cut on that. I have a straight cut on mine, but uh, yeah, I love Ashton, Connecticut. It's, it's a, I mean, the reason why it's called classic is just because it's the classic. Mm-hmm. It's a good one. And this is where our buddy Steve now works. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Steve, miss him and Kaylee. Yeah. Oh, and I guess I've, this is your second time on the show. So yeah, the first time was with, with the them. And I, I was, I was just, I so nervous. I couldn't what's say funny, anything. What, what's funny is like the week prior we were supposed to record, but we both pissed off our wives <laughs> yeah. so much. And we did that independently. Independently, not knowing about it. And we both lied, like me and Steve lied lied to each other about like, oh yeah, something happened. We couldn't, we both pissed you off so fucking bad. I remember Kaylee and I talking about it and she goes, this is what happened. I went, girl, (laughs) same, same Z's. I know. Like it was just, it was in the, it was just in the air. We just did it. All right. So evidently I have the harder questions. Well, I mean, so, we're in it now. So I'm going to give so. you another another harder one. What do you think I'm insecure about? You're not insecure about a lot of things, and that's what I love about you. You're very confident. I, I'll say that you're very sure of yourself. Like there's, You're very unapologetically yourself, mm-hmm. which I love so much about you. I would say the insecurity comes from you you even talked about it um in one of the first few questions where uh, your uh ability as a husband to provide and so and that could be providing anything emotional support financial support you know whatever it may be um I think that is one of your insecurities. And so, but we talk about that openly. Yeah, because I I come into the relationship knowing full well, you are the breadwinner. You have a good career. You make a lot more money than I do. 
And that, I think that is one of my, my insecurities because it's, it's kind of like that. Um, I'm your retirement plan. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's just, I mean, I don't know if I, I would put that, but I'm saying like what my insecurity would be, but I can see where that is because a lot, it's the guy thing to be the yeah. head, like the head of the household. And like, I don't, I don't see it that way. I see it as this is a joint venture. Yeah. So we're both doing it, but knowing full well that you, I mean, you are the safety net for me more than anything. I'm what I say is like your term. I'm day to day operations. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, like I, yeah. I'm the flowing money weekly. Uh-huh. You're all right. I'm banking this. I'm banking this. I'm banking this. Yeah. You're long term. I'm short term. So, and even when I say, and, and, and I'm fine with that. Even when I say insecurity, it's it's you don't have many insecurities. It's it's such a I use that no. in the the least sense of the word. Yeah, you know, because it's not something that you dwell on. Yeah, uh, because it's not it's something that I don't think bothers me. But I can see how that is the only thing that I know that you voiced. I, I, has bugged you. I think I voice when I'm looking at look in the mirror, be like, is my hairy one back? Oh. <laughs> That's why I wear a fucking hat. I don't think it is, but it's just like I have a lot of hair. But mm, you don't really gripe about your physical appearance though. No, because you, you like guys shaped like a brick. <laughs> <laughs> like a cinder block. <laughs> <Hey. laughs> I'm gonna say Okay. Uh, Am I supposed to answer? What, what's the question again? Uh, what do you think I'm? What do you think I'm insecure about? So now I have to th- say what I think oh, you're oh, insecure okay, about. Okay, what I'm insecure um, about? Yeah. Your I want which I've touched on before on the on this show. Um, you have a pen and paper because there's a lot. <laughs> your I don't, what's the word? Um, there's not a lot. What am I saying? No, no, you're not. the The one thing is your self doubt. You you don't think you can do as much as I know you can do because I've seen it done. Um, you are your harshest critic, which is fair because I'm my my harshest critic. But I go off the deep end. You do like, yeah. I mean, I I literally have to like I had to hold you between me and the guardrail to just like have you say like what do you want, and then. Like I said, like put that shit in the universe, and even that's hard for me to do because mm-hmm. I've it's never been about what I want. You know, growing up, we I had to work uh, really young. Um, I was fourteen when I started working, and so the whole family contributed to the family household. Yeah, um, because we had to, and everything from that point was, what do I have to do? What do I have to do in order to survive? What do we have to do to not eat onions and rice for another week? What do we have to do to keep the lights on or the water running? It was never a question of what do you want? Mm -hmm. Even for like birthday gifts and your gift giver, Mm -hmm. what do I always say? Like, I don't need anything. Mm -hmm. And that's, it's, I'm not doing the whole like, oh, I don't need anything. Go get me a diamond ring. I'm really truly saying like, I don't need anything if there's something that i i want i usually end up getting it myself but yeah yeah. i'm the the same way but yeah i i would say i agree with that the the self-doubt and um those those moments of 
stopping myself, I guess that self-sabotage, right, mm-hmm. of, of questioning my own abilities and, yeah. and whether or not I'm ready to do something. And so, yeah, I I totally agree with that. Yeah, that's what I – so, I know, because I know you. I love you. <laughs> I love you too. All right, ask me. Okay. So you're, uh, you're, you're just giving me softballs. Just Well, because I was thinking, okay, this needs to be an interview – you know, and and also, and keep that's it. and that's why I chose some more harder ones because I know. Well, I'll, I wanted to leave that up to you to yeah. choose. I didn't yeah. want to bring up the the tear jerkers or anything like that. Um, okay, what's the most ridiculous thing I've done? <laughs> oh Lord, I don't know. I know that's a hard one. Um, I have one for you. Oh God, I know telling the most ridiculous thing. <clears throat> okay, honestly, yes. Moving halfway across the country. Um, <laughs> That's a good one. Actually. After going on two physical dates, <laughs> that that's the most ridiculous yeah, thing we, you could do. We we really did, and I don't think a lot of people know that we went on. We met each other once, and then we saw each other again in person a couple months later. So, so we had November, middle of November was our first date. No, October. October. Yeah. Um. And then we talked through, I mean, and we thought that was just a one and done. But we talked every day. Yeah, talked every day. But we thought it was just a one and done, a date. Uh-huh. And then that was it. <laughs> There's no other way to say it. We thought it was a hit it and quit it situation. That's what we thought it was going to be. You are not going to print that. Print. Um, but then we went, but then you came back on. New Year's. New Year's. And I asked you. I asked you if I could pick you up from the airport. Yeah, that because, was a big deal because that, no, I, it was, I remember having that talk with my sister because uh-huh. it, it's, I don't go somewhere where my family is and not see my family. That's yeah. just unheard of. Yeah. And so whenever I would come to visit, my sister and Will would come pick me up at the airport. Yeah. And I remember telling them, Erin uh, wants to pick me up. And yeah. she goes, okay. Yeah. <laughs> So like we we physically saw each other twice twice but then we talked every day through Skype. I mean there was a two three hour difference yeah. time wise. Yeah. So whenever I would you'd you'd be getting off of work at six or so and it'd be damn near nine or so mm-hmm. for me. But then it got to the point of like you you said hey I'm thinking about maybe moving to Arkansas, and I jokingly said like oh, okay yeah why don't, why don't we just move in together then? Yeah. And you said okay I'm like. Oh, okay. Let's do it. I'd been sitting on that decision to move to Arkansas for a couple of years. Yeah. Because even though I would always tell my sister and my brother-in-law, like, no, there's never, ever a chance that I would I would move. I was still thinking about it yeah. um, just because I just saw my life, again, just coasting, just doing the same thing, just working, going yeah. home. Yeah. Nothing really exciting happening where I was. So I was ready for a change, but um, it took me a while to come to that decision. And once I made that decision, that was it. There was no turning back. Yeah. No, so that's the most, what does it say, ridiculous? Well, ridiculous. Yeah, so that's the most regular, ridiculous thing. You literally, I mean, I we talk about me moving out there as well because – I'm a construction worker and at the time I worked here for a year, I guess. Yeah. 
I was like, I can, I can do that in any, in any major city. Of course I thought about that thinking, you know, I think about that often about what would have happened if you moved there. And I think about how hard it would have been because the things that you do, yes, construction, you yeah. can apply that anywhere yeah. in the world. But we, but, but we, a, a big part of that is networking, right? Yeah. And the networks that you build here, and, and in Arkansas, your network is really important. Yeah, the network that you've built here, you know, at West End, and I would have been really, of course, I didn't know what the dynamic was here yeah. at that time, but you know, I, I would have been really sad. But we also knew that we couldn't buy a house in Oakland or, oh, San, or San Francisco or anything renting. like that. And even then, like, like $3,000 I mean, Yeah, rent. I mean, he had a small studio for... It was a one-bedroom, um, fairly big for, for Oakland. Yeah. Uh, but it was going to be $3,000. Yeah. So, that's no way. That's fucking ridiculous. No way. I mean, that's a mansion yeah. here. Yep. So, yeah, that's the most ridiculous thing. All right, what about me? So, you, this is the recent one, and I've told this story. We've told this story a couple of times. Okay, so you're sitting outside in our new house, and a cat. Shows up. A little kitten shows up. Did you tell this story already? I don't know if I did or not on the show. Well, if you did, it doesn't matter because I'm going to tell it again from my perspective. So this little kitten jumps on Aaron's lap and he's a cat guy. So he comes into the house all sweet. There's a little kitten out there. I was like, that's not mine. That's not ours. There's a little kitten out there. And immediately I get up and my eyebrow is furrowed. And I'm going... You're straight up like, fuck that cat. Who the fuck is this cat? (laughs) How did it get here? And really, I only started reacting that way when I heard it meow constantly. And it was meowing at the window, at the door. It was. I was looking through the blinds on the door, and it, it kept walking away and then would hear the blinds. It would look back and meow. And so it seemed very familiar with the house. And so a lot of stuff was going through my head going, okay, this little, this little shit is familiar with this house. So the previous owner probably used to feed this, this kitten and we can't continue that because I don't want to be lounging out there in the back. So comfortable. Yeah doing house things, looking a mess, and then getting startled by a stranger in my backyard. I do not (laughs) want that happening. So as hard as it was, because it was a cute little kitten. It was cute. It was cute. And it had had a name tag, so it wasn't a stray. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, no, we're not going to just, this cat's going to go away. And you are bundled up because it's cold. You're in your your army colored jacket and a beanie mm-hmm. and your big beard and your big self. And you're being the great human being that you are wanting to go find the owners of this. Yeah, because kitten. I was worried. I, I mean, of as, course, because yeah. you're a far better human being than I am. <laughs> I don't want to say so, that. You, you're, you're, you're antsy and you're wanting to go out and you're like, we're going to go to the neighbors. And I said, don't go to the neighbor's house who looking never, like that. Who we've never we met. We are new. We are young. We look scary. So <laughs> well, we, I, I look, scary. you look scary. We do not want to scare the neighbors. 
And so you insist you go out there. And when you retell this story to me, this interaction with this poor little lady that lives next door, (laughs) the way that you tell the story is, okay, let me, let me explain how I would have hoped the conversation would have went. Yeah, you, you, you say how you hope it went, yes. and I'll say how it yes. went. So I would have hoped that my husband, being the great human being that he is, would have knocked you know, very gingerly on the door, and the woman would have said, hello, and you would have said, hi, this is Erin. I live next door. We just moved in. There's a little kitten that... You know, just showed up in our backyard. Are you missing a kitten? You know, is this yours? Mm-hmm. We're just trying to check, trying to find the owners. No. How do you approach this this poor little lady? Okay, so at, at ten to thirty, it was eleven o'clock at it, night. It was ten twenty. Give me mm-hmm. that at least. Um. Oh yeah, because the, they're the only neighbors we have. It came from that way. We don't have one behind us. Mm-hmm. We don't have one in front of us. We don't have one to the other side of us. So this is the only place it could have came from. Mm-hmm. That's where I jumped the fence from. And then, uh, like, it's funny looking back at the camera that since we have a camera in the backyard, like you can see it jumping at me. I'm like, Whoa, what the fuck? Yeah. Um, so anyways, I go up to the door and I, I didn't want to ring the doorbell because I had the, like the, the ring doorbell, like what we have. So oh, I, I like, so I they saw your face. Uh, <laughs> So I knocked, so I knocked on the door and she was like, hello. I was like, I have your cat. Yeah. <laughs> Not, like, hey, I, I live next door. We just moved in. I'm a nice person. Trust me. Like, I'm, it was I more, it was nice. more like a statement and not a question. Yeah. I have your cat. So my husband. So anyways, the, then she was like, we don't have a cat. I'm like, oh, okay. Well I'm next door and it just topped the fence. So I thought it was yours. I, yeah, after like, the fact. She, after the fact. She's like, okay, thanks. I was like, uh, okay. Yeah. So I go back inside and I was like, why did you let me do that? Yeah, you let yourself do that, brother. <laughs> so my husband, Aaron still, Shuttleworth, still, is still, never allowed outside still, at night. Still have, still have yet to meet them. Huh? Still have yet to meet them. I would not blame them if they don't ever care to meet us. Uh, we're cool, though. We're We're fine. Yeah. We're fine. As long as we don't have another animal, random animal show up. I do feel, I do feel bad. Okay. <sighs> All right. I guess it's my turn now. Yes. How many are we going to do of these, by the way? Let's do, let's do two more. Okay. Each. Um, all right. I'm going to give you, do you want semi deep or do you want deep? You pick. No, you tell me. <sighs> let's go deep. What is the pain in me you'd like to heal the most? Uh, so with your previous relationship, I know that there's a strong sense of betrayal. Mm-hmm. And that's one of my biggest fears as well is just being betrayed. Yeah. And so that is one thing that I never want to, I never want you to feel that way again, where you don't feel like I am here for you, that I'm 
going to be here for you. Yeah. So I guess the pain of betrayal. Um, and I don't know if it's like a abandonment or maybe that's a separate issue, but just the, the feeling that you've, you've poured your trust into someone for me. And I will agree with you on that. Yeah. For me, it was a one, two combo. It was me losing my wife. It was me losing my best friend because you are now my best friend. But then it was my best friend, my business partner, my friend who I've had for 20 years, literally a brother that just, we didn't share names. Mm -hmm. Um, it was the betrayal between both of them. Yeah. So I lost two things um, whenever they decided to do what they did. Um, yeah. So that's, it was hard on two fronts because when something like that happens, you turn to your best friend. Yeah. When, your best friend is the one involved with it as well. I turned to the bottle. That's, that was the pain I had. Yeah. So, and to go ahead and answer, because I have to answer for you, for you as well. Mm-hmm. I think it's the same thing because we've both been in that situation. Oh yeah. So, and I think we both turned to the same things. Yeah. Um, yeah. We were both, destructive to our own selves i think before we met each other oh god we were we were so both broken but in different ways where it it did mend itself naturally Mm. i would say with work but it we were both hurting in the same different ways if that makes any fucking sense Yeah, not the same exact scenario, but similar. But similar, yeah. Yeah. F them. Yep. Lighten, light, lighten us up. Okay, so... Because I have one, two, three, four, five, and I have to pick two, right? Mm-hmm. I've already got my next one. It's, it's a light one for, my, for, the, for the bookend. Mm. Ooh, which one do I pick? How am I not the person you dreamt of being with when you were younger? How am I not the person you dreamt of being with when you were younger? Um, you, you, you are, I think. Um, because I never thought I would be with somebody who I used to be with. I never thought I'd be with like the Southern blonde Belle, which... That's what I did marry, but I never, th- I never wanted that growing up. I always thought of different. I always thought I would be with somebody that was against the grain for what I was personally, mm-hmm. because I feel like I'm against the grain. Um, so you kind of, you kind of fit that persona. Um, I mean, to, the only thing that could make it any better is that you would, you could like the music that I like. We like a lot of the same music, but you don't like 
the music that I listen to the most. We love, we both love nineties yeah. grunge alternative, yeah. you know, shoegaze music, shit like that. Yeah. But like the one thing you don't like, okay, you're not a sports person. I thought I would marry somebody who's into sports. Yay. Sports. Yeah. You don't give a shit about nope. sports at all. Like nope. you put it, like I scared you the other night watching the Raiders game. Yeah. I went into the bedroom <laughs> cause that was a scary night. <laughs> That's the only thing. Like I thought I would, I would be with somebody who. I just let you be you, man. Yeah. You let me be me. Yeah. You be you. That's fine. Yeah. So now, okay. So what was what was my question? So I have to answer this for you. How are you not the person I dreamt of being with? So first of all, tall, dark, and handsome was my dark hair, dark eyes. Darker skin. That was all me. I'm tall. Desi Arnaz. I'm tall. You got tall, pasty, and yeah. blue eyes <laughs> yeah. or green eyes. But I will say this. So, okay. I always, this is no lie, right? I would always say growing up, and once I started dating, I would always say we have doctors and lawyers and architects and engineers in my family, which I'm mm-hmm. truly blessed for. Education was it was no. very, very big in my family. And you, you were further education. Family-wise, you're one of the smartest families I know of. Okay, so I, I always used to say, again, no lie, we have all these things that are impressive in a family, <laughs> but the, the two things that we, we need, that we've always needed, is a mechanic yeah. and a carpenter. Oh, carpenter you got. Yeah. Mechanic. I get cocky when it, when the car needs gas. Yeah. So those (laughs) again, but I, I, I've always been really practical and I'm going to tell you this story. Okay. So my brother, I was dating a guy at that time and it was a new relationship and I showed my brother a, uh, a picture of him and immediately he went, no, no. And he asked me about him and I was telling him about, you know, this guy, and he went, no. And I said, okay. And I, at this point I was just getting upset. Like, why don't you tell me <laughs> the type of man <laughs> that I should be with? Yeah. And this is my brother. Love my brother to death. So he goes, you're just going to be with a guy. Doesn't say much. He knows what he knows. Like he's good at what he does. He works with his hands. This is when Genevieve was one. So Six years, five years ago, mm-hmm. five, six years ago, um, he's going to work with his hands. He he just like maybe a mechanic or something like that, does something with his hands. And he's just cool. He's just a cool guy. He just keeps himself, uh, but he builds stuff. He makes stuff just like you, because I, I make stuff. I, I do stuff with mm-hmm. my hands. And so um, I was like, okay, I mean, that would be nice if I met that person and at, ended up Totally being you. Yeah. So worked out. All right. So it's your. So turn. this is my last one. We're going, li- we're ending light. Are you, okay. are you, is yours light? Well, I'll, I'll look through mine. <clears throat> well, let me, let me tell you mine. And then that one, that will direct you in the way it needs okay. to go. Maybe. What do you think is the sexiest part of my body? Ugh. Uh, <laughs> what? You can't go. I can't Ugh. believe you're asking that question you can't go, on a family show. <laughs> this is not a family where show. Where we've dropped a ton of F bombs. This is not a family show. You 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 went Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Well, just because of the topic. Yeah, I didn't think that you were gonna go there. Um 
Because then you're going to have to answer that about me. Oh, we got my answer. Oh, God. <laughs> For me, it's your arms. Okay. You're, you have, well, like your shoulders, your shoulders and, and arms. You're a broad guy. Yeah. Well, like my favorite picture of us is the one that we had drawn of us. Yeah. Where you look like a I'm just giant. Ta- I'm just towering over yeah. you. And yeah, I can see that. Yeah. I like that. Okay. Your ass. Oh, God. <laughs> your parents are listening to this. What can I say? I mean. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> How many times do I try to grab your butt today? They're going they're going to disown you i don't know this man who let this guy in all right finish this up okay i mean it's gonna be a harder one to beat but i understand oh it's between two okay and they're one is really light it could be really light and right. the other one is Another thinker, you know. Um, let's go light. Okay. What's a memory from your childhood you most want to remember? A memory from my childhood. Th- this is one of my questions. It's always one of my questions meeting people. Like, I feel- what, like, like what's something I know? I hope I never forget. It's a memory from your childhood you most want to remember. So, yeah. That's worded weird, but yeah. Um, we can change the wording uh, if you want. <laughs> you got a pen? <laughs> yeah. Scratch it out. Um, Let's write them a letter. Yeah. A strongly worded letter. <laughs> um, fuck, I don't know. So, this is a, a question that you've always struggled with. So, one of my – a question that I really love to ask people – because I feel like, well, why don't, why don't you answer it first? And well, let I'll... me let me tell why why I like this question. I I remember growing up, and my mother was constantly taking pictures. And of course, at that time when I was younger, I I I still hate getting my picture taken. Oh yeah, I know. but a lot of my memories are triggered from these pictures Mm -hmm. and my mother was always really big on and both both of my parents were very big on retelling stories from their childhoods and so we would sit around the table and we would listen to their stories and it's a big part of us getting to know our parents in a different way knowing them as human beings and I, I really appreciated that and so I love asking people what is your earliest memory? Because it tells, do you know that the question that you have about what's your most memorable cigar, mm-hmm. how it's an important question to you because you feel you get to know people that way yeah, in a different way. And I feel like the, the people that have answered that question openly, it's a it's a part of their world that they're letting you into, and, and I appreciate that. And I, I think it's incredibly, it's interesting and, and it's sad to me. It may not be sad to them. So I always have to think about that. This is my perspective mm-hmm. where I, I, I sometimes get the answer, oh, that's too far for me to remember. I can't remember that far. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure you can. You just got to go through the Rolodex. Sure and- you can. When you're in your deathbed, when you're lying in your deathbed, that's all you have is your memories. Yeah. So 
what is your earliest memory? And so I, you've always struggled with this, but it could be anything. Now, I remember asking this when I was um, camping with a friend and I asked her brother, what's his earliest memory? And it was a very bad memory. Mm-hmm. And I thanked him for telling me, but it, it opened up the conversation and it led to an incredible weekend of, of us just getting to know each other uh, as a group yeah. and really just letting things go, you know, uh, all the pretentiousness and just, you know, just feeling free for a little bit, yeah. you know? So I do encourage you to just think about those memories. It could be as small as getting candy bar from. All right. So I, I have my answer now. Okay. So you never got to meet my grandparents. Mm-hmm. Um, but I grew up on the weekends. Mom and dad would take me over to Nunu and Papa's, which is my mom's mom and dad <clears throat> on the Kansas side. They had a, they had a big, um, like yard that led up to the woods. And we talked about this just, you know, a couple weeks ago, I think. And, uh, every weekend I'd, I'd go over there on Fridays. They dropped me off Friday night. I'd stay there all day, Friday night, all day, Saturday. We'd go to this, this small, tiny little 20 person church on Sundays. We'd always have uh, lunch there, watch football all day Sunday. Then I'd go back home. But like, the Saturdays where we grew up in a different time, you know, we're nineties kids. We're born in the eighties, but we grew up in the nineties pretty much late eighties or nineties, stuff like that. But like, I love just walking in the woods for hours. Mm -hmm. Like there's no fucking way I would do that now, especially, you know, you know, if if we had a kid or whatever, ain't no way I'd let them just go out in the woods by themselves. Mm -hmm. I mean, how many fucking horror movies start with like a kid in the woods? Right. But just doing that, like I remember, I remember one time, like jumping a ravine that was like thirty feet deep because I'm a stupid fucking kid. But then, like I, I ran into like a rogue horse in the middle of Kansas, yeah, like in the woods. Be like, what's a horse doing here? But like, just doing that all day long, and like just the time at my grandparents' house. You know, they had a everybody had a basement, so they had a pool table in the basement. I'd spend hours playing pool by myself. I mean, I was, I ended up being really good at pool or, you know, in my grandma's beauty shop because her beauty shop was attached to the house. So I'd be, it'd be me, a tiny little redhead dude, like just cutting up with these blue haired women. That's cute. And like listening to old Kenny Rogers vinyl and Conway Twitty and shit like that. Or like, I remember getting up early in the morning one day to, I wanted to help out Nunu and get her station set up. So I was getting everything ready for, but like I ran my finger across the straight razor blade oh, and, gosh. It, and it like cut it pretty, uh, pretty deep, but you know, I hate that. I know. But at, the, at that time it was just like, you just put tape on it and you go, you go about your day. You keep playing in like motor oil and <laughs> yeah. sawdust. Yeah. It'd be fine. Yeah. But like, you know, just those memories, like I'll, like I, I, I would like when we get, when we go back up to KC, I would love if we could go up there and I could just walk in the woods again, just to see if anything like pops up or remember, or like, if I remember you know, anything I'm down for that. 
I mean, we probably can't. I can't go to some rogue person's house and be like, hey, like 30 years ago, I no, used to. No, but we can drive around. And, well, yeah, I mean, in which we know, do that. But like, yeah. I just, those those were memories I always, always liked. See? You see? Yeah. And that's a, what a great tribute to your your grandparents, mm-hmm. which, by the way, I wore your grandmother's necklace on our wedding day. Oh, my God. I cried, yeah, cried like a baby. Big time. Because, because you didn't even have to tell big me. tears. You didn't even have to tell me. I saw it. Yeah. And I knew what it was. Yeah. Because it was a single pearl yeah. necklace. And I thought it was so cute because your mom was in the, the dressing mm-hmm. room with me. And she was just standing back. And she... She was being very quiet and just letting my mom and my sister, you know, kind of help me get dressed. And I was looking for, I didn't have any jewelry. I don't wear a whole lot of jewelry. Uh, And so I'm like, I don't know what to wear. And she goes, well, you know, just, just an idea. Mm -hmm. I just brought this. She gets, puts it out, you know, gets it out of her purse. And she, of course, got it ready for, Mm -hmm. for me and was hoping that, you know, um, I may consider it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course I loved it. And I, I love the sentiment. I love the thought of, uh, you know, and, and the consideration there. So yeah. of course I would pick that. But anyway, I uh, know uh, I remember when, when I turned around and saw you and even JT was like, dude, you turn around too I know, early. I know. And we missed that picture. <laughs> I was like, I don't, I think I even said, I don't fucking care. Yeah. Which by the way, have we ever looked at our wedding pictures? I think once. Once. Yeah, I mean, that we're was, not pictures people. We're not. So. But like, I remember I was looking you up and down because it was the first thing I, I saw was, wow, you're tall. Cause I was wearing heels. Because you were in heels. You I never, was all of five, two. You're, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, but I was like, wow, you're really tall. Um, but then I saw that necklace and I was like, is that? And yeah. you just said, you just nodded. And I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm getting teary. I just thinking Aww. about that. All right. What about yours? Okay. So, okay. So the, what's a memory from your childhood you most want to remember? So for me, I, I have tons of memories that I, I'm blessed with vivid memories. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I know that people talk about, you know, s- certain smells bring back memory. Oh, you have a memory. Oh, yeah. I, I know. So, uh, so for me, I, I can really pick any series of memories that I'd want to keep. I want to keep all of them. Yeah. But for me right now, in this moment, the memories that are coming to me are – Saturdays, Saturday mornings. So both of my parents worked and they worked hard. My dad would get up at four o'clock in the morning, go to work. Um, he would pick us up from school like at two or three while my mom was at work. Uh, she would drop us off at school. My dad would pick us up and then she would come home later at night. So there was always, you know, feeling like my parents both weren't at home at the same time, but Saturday mornings was our time as a family. And so I remember my dad would wake up early in the morning and always make us breakfast. So there's five kids in my family. And so it was always a a busy, loud household. Uh, Every Saturday morning, I would wake up to music. Music was very, very big in my family. Yeah. So my dad listen to all sorts of music, folk music, country music, R&B, soul, um, 
jazz. Mm-hmm. It would be different. And that's where I get my appreciation for music from him. Yeah. And also my mother, who, or it would either be one of them listening to one of their records. My mom was more doo-wop, Paul Anka, 1950s, you know, that type of music. Um, so I remember waking up to something cooking, like breakfast, mm-hmm. pancakes, eggs, whatever it may be, and um, waking up to music. And that, to me, was every Saturday. And that was when we were a family. Like, all of us were in the house yeah. at the same time. Is there seven of you? I mean, yes. Yes. Yeah, it's the only time you're all together. Yeah. And we're incredibly close. And so um, waking up. And going into the living room and the dining room and seeing breakfast on the table and us eating at the table, which mm-hmm. was very, it, w- it was honestly rare for us to do during the week. But um, us sitting at the table, enjoying each other's company, laughing, telling stories. Like, that's something that even now, as grown ups, my sisters and I, when we get together, we're always finding ourselves around the kitchen table laughing, uh, talking, telling stories, things like that. So those are the memories that make me the happiest right now that I would love to keep. So that's it. All right. So what'd you think? Of the cigar? Yeah. Yeah. Let's go cigar first. Cigar was very easy. Like I didn't even think about it. Um, the, since I'm so new at, and I understand that this is a very different type of show because, again, I was the last resort. So, uh, sorry, not sorry, because <laughs> yeah. whatever, man. So, the the one thing that I get concerned about with smoking is, am I going to get sick? Mm-hmm. And as long as it's a relaxing time, I'm not thinking about, uh, that made my stomach turn a little bit, mm-hmm. then it's it's a good cigar. Um, obviously I, I smoke the yeah. blood lighter ones. Yeah. So this is very easy for me mm-hmm. to, this to is smoke. a, this is a very good cigar for anybody to really start out on. Mm-hmm. You, you do like the lighter ones. You, it's very rarely that you, that you like something more in the, in the medium full. You like some of the avos, but you like the, the Davidoffs. Yeah. Like, uh, I remember I gave you one. When we're, when we're up in Conway and you're like, oh man, I really like this one. Like a fucking course you'd like the $32 yeah. cigar. <laughs> cigar. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's a, it's a very good, I don't like lighter cigars that often. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I know I couldn't give you like a triple Maduro for the show just because you wouldn't be able to do it. Um, but this one is a very good one for anybody. Is that a challenge? Shit. No, I, I mean, don't want to make myself sick. I'm not one to... I don't, I don't get impressed by things, you know, cigars, they're, they're, they're a great time. Mm-hmm. And I, I get that it's a, it's something to be enjoyed, but I, I don't look at a cigar and go and think, oh, that's a really good one. I want to smoke that one. Or that's a well-known cigar. Mm-hmm. I want to mm-hmm. smoke that one. I, I'm not, uh, I'm I mean, not there. I mean, I'm I mean, not there your, yet. Your humidor, like my humidor has a bunch of everything. Your humidor, because you do have your own humidor. Has a whole bunch of one thing. Has a whole bunch of one thing. Yeah. I mean, but it's a good one thing. It's the, I think you right now you have the, uh, the leather rose, I believe. Yeah. Are people going to make fun of me because of that one? No. That's not an infused cigar, is it? No, it's not. So it's a natural cigar. Like I care. You don't give a fuck. Yeah. Yeah. You don't care about what people think. No. 
Um, no, it's a really, I mean, it's a good one. I, I smoke that one a lot too, because it has that, I like that pipe tobacco and that smell, that aroma, which that has. But to yeah, me, I, that's an easy cigar. Cause when I think about, I, I don't smoke often mm-hmm. and I don't want to smoke often because of my history with cigarettes, mm-hmm. but I do look at this as I want to relax. Mm-hmm. I had a rough day or whatever it mm-hmm. is instead of going and back to and the that, bottle. And that's how we enjoy each other's company is if yeah. we're outside, you know, we have the TV on outside or we're just on our phone listening to music separately, but we're just together smoking mm-hmm. cigars or coming up here or whatever. Like that's your, you know, our love language. Mine is gift giving yours is quality time. Mm-hmm. So that quality time that to me is quality time. That, that happens to be something where we both really enjoy. Yeah. And, we and I, like I don't it. need to be smoking every single time that you are. No, there, And there's sometimes that you don't like, I'm out, I'm just outside just doing, mm-hmm. now that's getting a little colder. It's going to be, you know, less until we get the thing, you know, actually, you know, maxed out with a heat outside. But, uh, all right. So what did you think about the, uh, the show? Uh, okay. Is this something you'd want to do again? Hell no, because (laughs) let me tell you, this is, uh, it scares me to death to do this because even though like a part of me doesn't, I feel Does like it, I, I I don't care. I feel I feel like how, we we, ha- we have these conversations by ourselves. Yeah, it's it's a little different when we're opening up ourselves to people. To who, pe- exactly who a lot of people who we don't know exactly. And I think a lot of these were um, really personal questions, and I usually stay away from mm-hmm. from that in very public displays mm-hmm. i'm very much a one-on-one or small group type mm-hmm. of person and so in my head this is you and me mm-hmm. and maybe mark will listen to this <laughs> and maybe a few other people will listen to this so not the 34 countries that we're in you mean not the thousands of people mm-hmm. or millions of people that listen to Please. this podcast. You don't have to stroke my ego that much. I, <laughs> I wish we had millions of listeners. We don't have millions of listeners. No, it's just you and me. This is a throwaway show. <laughs> and uh, it's well, maybe three or two or three people will listen to it. And I'm at peace with that. Okay. If I think of it any bigger than that, I'm, I'm going to tell you to hit delete <laughs> okay. right now. Well, I'm going to say I want to do this again because I've said when we started the show, I want to be as open as I possibly can because yeah. that's what creates good content. And I think that's what this one did where we know it's not our normal Mark and I cutting up and doing whatever or having a, a certain are you guest gonna, on. Are you going to bleep out all of the F-bombs? no. I've never once bleeped out any word. I probably said a lot. You actually said it like once. Okay. But I'm proud of you. <laughs> because you 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 held. You have a sailor's mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I I, yeah. I enjoyed it. But there is one more question. What? Million dollars. Oh god. Okay. Okay. Million dollars, but every time your voice gets above regular volume. So when you're yelling at me, <laughs> fuck you, dude. <laughs> That's how you know I'm upset oh when my, I call you dude or oh my, buddy. Oh, when you call me dude, 
shit. <laughs> it is all over but the crying. Every time your voice gets <laughs> above a regular volume, a cult that sees you as their savior publicly commits a horrible crime in your honor. No. Okay, you got to think, though. If we both take it, we double up. Okay. Sorry. Say that. Why would you pick that one? That one sucks. Okay, say, what is it again? So okay, every do, do, single time okay, my I, voice. I, I, I pulled two. Okay, wait. Every single time my voice gets, goes, above, gets above regular volume. Which it just did. A cult that sees you as their savior. Which would never happen. Publicly, <laughs> publicly commits a horrible crime in your honor, which I would never allow to happen. So no. <laughs> okay. So you, I would not. I would go poor. I would say no on. That. I would stay as I, poor I, as I am right now. I would now. say no either. So do you want me to go with the other one? With my ninety five dollars. You want me to go with the other one? Then I pulled. Sure. Okay. Every time your voice gets above regular volume, you have to slap the cake out of a kid's hand. No, no. I see. I remember the episode that we were on. Did we do that something like that? No, I think it was, was like, something about blowing the candles off of a cake. Yeah. Right. There's something so sacred about birthday do, cakes I would do that with kids. Heart. I'm sorry. I Debbie. can't do it. I would do that. See, okay. So you would George Costanza, the cake out of someone's hand. <laughs> Fuck your cake. Yeah. Yeah. And. I'll buy him a new cake. If your voice. I don't think my voice gets above regular volume that often. It doesn't. So, I that to me that's easy money. You who yells at me all the time. No, <laughs> no, no. Do we want to tell them how much you yell at me? I don't yell at you. Oh yeah. I would never yell at you, but it is funny though. Whenever you do call me dude, it's like fuck. I'm in trouble. Yeah, you are. <laughs> Look, dude. Look, oh, <laughs> straight up. <laughs> like. I wish you could feel what I feel <laughs> when you say, look, dude, <laughs> it's like, oh. cause I'm about to rip you a new one. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, which is funny because like, like, um, like I've always, I always call you cute whenever you get angry or whatever, or like it turns me on or like, oh, quit yelling at me. You're awakening something. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay. Let us know what you think about this show. Don't let us know what you think about this one. Just let it, let's let it be. Let it be. She was so nervous. I will give you credit though, because not a lot of people do this. I wasn't going to do it. Well, I mean, you had no choice. I had no choice. I had no choice. It's my wifely duties. Yes. You did great. Am I going to get paid for this? Um, yeah, I'll, I'll give you a cigar. <laughs> but thank you. Thank you. I actually really enjoyed it. Um, no, this is something that I've said before. We we talk like this in person, yeah. like together at the house by ourselves, because we are very open people with each other. Mm-hmm. Because that is one attribute that I I will say I do really love about us is that we don't really hold back on. We both confront if there's an issue, it's, it's getting squashed. There's no, now for me, it used to be, I would just bury that shit. Bury, 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 bury. 
I'm like, no, no. We're, we're settling it right now. <laughs> and I appreciate that because it's a lot easier. Yeah. Just rip that shit off right now. Yeah. Rather than let it fester and boil over. Yeah. So it's few and far between, but. This was, this was good. It wasn't as bad as I thought. So I would. I, I still hate the sound of my voice. Everybody hates the sound of their voice. Oh. Everybody does. Except for people, a lot of people like Mark's voice. Like people want Mark to do their voicemail. <laughs> I mean, I think there's a business opportunity there. If you want Mark to do your outgoing message, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll pimp him out. Yeah. He's not here to say no. Oh, goodness. <sighs> All right. We're going to finish the rest of these cigars and then we're going to go home. I finally got to go home with the co host. Yeah. Sorry, Mark. <laughs> Ouch. <sighs> I love you. Love you too. We will see everybody next week. Oh, I don't have said he I don't have Mark to say be the good. Alright. I'm not gonna steal that from you. You can't we gotta you gotta say your own thing though. I'm gonna say bye. <laughs> we'll see everybody next week. Later.